I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. As always, brought to you by PenFed Credit Union. Great rates for sports fan and you. You can visit penfed.org for more details. As he does every Friday to give us the latest on the movies, Kevin McCarthy, BDK, formerly BDK, joins us here to talk some movies. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, JP. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Hello, Kevin. We were trying to find out during the break what movies you saw so that we'd be prepared, but we had some miscommunication. What movies are you going to be reviewing today, Kevin? Yeah, I saw three films. I saw Atomic Blonde, which we're going to get to. Uh, Also, I saw Detroit, which is the new film directed by Catherine Bigelow, who did Hurt Locker, as well as uh, Zero Dark Thirty. And then I also saw... Uh, I think, JP, your most anticipated film of the year, the Emoji Movie. Um, So I have all all three of those reviews coming up. So let's get right to it because we got a lot going on the show today. Atomic Blonde is the blockbuster. That's the most likely for cakes to see at the theaters. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, dude, Charlize Theron has proved herself as an action star so many times over the years, specifically with Mad Max Fury Road. She was amazing as Furiosa. But this is a a, a big solidifying element to – showing that obviously these female-led action movies need to happen more often. David Leach uh, directed this movie, who also did films like, uh, he co-directed John Wick. He's doing the next Deadpool movie. He's a stuntman. He's actually Brad Pitt's stunt double from Fight Club. This guy comes from a stuntman background. So everything you're seeing in this movie, action-wise, is very immersive. And it's the type of action that we deserve as action fans, because you can actually see everything happening on screen. A lot of filmmakers utilize so many quick cuts and edits in their action, and it just it just kind of fakes it. She was doing, Theron, Theron was doing almost 20 fight moves in one take during certain action scenes. There is a scene in this film, I don't know the exact length of it, it could be between five and seven minutes long, that is a continuous fight scene without, without any visible cuts that starts in a without any visible cuts that starts in the uh, hallway or stairway goes to a room and ends in a car chase that will absolutely blow your mind. That scene alone is worth the entire price of admission. I heard it was eight uh, minutes, the, eight minutes, Kevin. It, it's unbelievable. It is un, whatever, however long it is. It is like when you're watching it, I mean, she is like kicking people down the stairs. These stunt guys are really taking these punches. It's crazy. Um, one of the things I will say though, and the plot line is that she's an MI6 agent who travels to Berlin to essentially uh, investigate a fellow agent who has fallen, but also to uncover a, a secret list of uh, double agents. I will say the plot line is overly confusing. And I want to make sure I'm clear on this. I don't mind films that make you think, that make you work, that make you try and figure things out. But there comes a point where it reaches a line where it becomes too much and you find yourself frustrated. And it actually takes away from the experience. Uh, to me, the plot line was way too confusing and too convoluted to actually enjoy some of the scenes. But the a- action is so great that it's worth seeing, no question. John Goodman's amazing in the film. Great cast. James McAvoy and Charlize Theron is fantastic. I gave it a four out of five. Definitely worth seeing. 
just know going in, here's the thing, and this is a sign of the plot being overly confusing. At one point in the film, you're just going to give up in the sense of like, okay, I'm not going to try to figure this out anymore and just enjoy the action because there's just way too much going on. So I give it a four out of five. I like like straightforward. I don't like too convoluted. Yeah, I don't want to have to think at a movie. But that's the type of movie Cakes like. That's the Cakes movie. I think the JP movie of the week is Detroit just based on the trailers. Please tell me it's not disappointing. No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a very intense film, and this is probably one of the scariest films I've seen in a long time. And I, I didn't really, I didn't know much about this story, and it's horrifying. So, the Catherine Bigelow directed this movie, as I mentioned, she did Zero Dark Thirty as well as films like The Hurt Locker. Phenomenal filmmaker, but obviously takes on some very heavy subject matter. Um, this is based on a true story on July twenty fifth, nineteen sixty seven, uh, during the Detroit race riots, and. Three young black men were killed at the Algiers Motel, uh, and nine other people were brutally beaten. Seven were black men, and two were white women. Uh, and it is this uh, the the movie focuses on the idea of police brutality and the belief of many that the that they that three men were actually killed by the police. Um, but again, in real life, these these policemen were never formally charged with murder. It's a horrifically scary story. Uh, essentially. The police show up at the motel and it is just interrogation and, and just very, very hard to watch. Uh, it is a, a movie that I think everyone should see. It's an important film. I didn't know much about this story. I'm glad that I know about it now because it really is a movie that kind of makes you think and makes you realize what was going on at that time period, 1967. The cast is incredible. Anthony Mackie's fantastic. John Boyega's in the movie. Uh, it's a yeah, great the lead. The lead's been in what other movies? The lead, okay, there's a well, there's no real leads in the film. We're Anthony Mackie uh, was in Hurt Locker, okay, right? Mackie, yeah. Mackie's uh, Mackie's kind of a supporting role in the film. He, uh, I don't, I won't go into too much detail, but he, yes, he was in the Hurt Locker, he was in Trip uh, Nine, uh, too. John Boy- I guess John Boyega, you could consider him the lead. He's one of the stars of the Star Wars franchise, the brand new Star Wars That's film. What he plays Finn in those That's what it is. That's what it is because um, I mean, in the commercials, I see him and I'm like, what's he from? It's Star Wars, and then John Krasinski's yeah, in it. He, Krasinski plays a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, Boyega, by the way, if you're if you're not familiar with him, if you've seen the commercials for the Detroit, he's the one that's in the interrogation room in the beginning of the commercials, talking to the two police officers and detectives. Um, it's a it's a heck of a film. I mean, it's a it's a hard movie to watch. I probably will never see it ever again. I'm happy that I saw it only because I learned a lot about that story. Um, there were some times where it feels longer than it needed to be. Also, there were some dialogue that, in my opinion, made it more Hollywood at times than, than, than the realism of what this story was all about. But I think it's a phenomenal film from a filmmaking standpoint. It puts you in there. Uh, it's a shot a lot on handheld cameras. You feel like you're sitting right there. Uh, I gave it a four out of five. It's a powerful, powerful film. Uh, I think that everyone should see. Just know going in, when you leave this movie, you're not going uh, it, to, it's, it's, not, it's not a pleasant. Surprised. Yeah. I actually started writing, I started writing a tweet with your review scores before you had given them. I've been off. I thought you were going to give Atomic Blonde a three and a half. You gave it a four. I thought you were going to give Detroit movie a four and a half. You gave that a four. My prediction on Emoji Movie is a three. So tell us about Emoji Movie. I've seen the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. If he gives Emoji Movie a three, he should be stripped of his movie reviewing capability. Why? You don't always have to be in group think. You may have independent thoughts. There have been been 24 reviews. Every single one of them rotten. 
zero percent. There's no zero. way he gives this movie a When's three. When's the last now, time we saw a zero on Rotten? It's been, it's a, been a while, but let me let me clarify how uh, Rotten Tomatoes for a second here, uh, because when a movie has a zero, all that means is that every person gave it under a certain score. So, for example, on Rotten Tomatoes, you only have the ability to hit fresh or rotten. So let's say everybody yeah. gave Emoji Movie a two out of five. That's a zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if everybody gave uh, Detroit Movie a four out of five, that that would be a hundred percent. So remember, right. like these numbers are there's less gray it's area. Not really yeah, so Emoji Movie, it's not good. It's not It's not a great film by any means. Uh, I My score would be rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, but I gave it a 2.5 out of 5. And, I, here, and here's why I say that. I think there are some really clever ideas in the film. It's funny. The voice acting's great. Sir Patrick Stewart plays the poop emoji in the movie. I mean, it's ridiculous to say that, but that's, that's, what, he, that's what he plays. Um, T.J. Miller's in the film. Anna Faris is in the movie. I mean, there's so many, like, really funny poop puns that I thought were really funny. I mean, like, there's, like, jokes in there that made me laugh because I have the sense of humor of a 12-year-old. So I think that these movie, this movie was specifically, obviously, designed for kids. But I will say one of the, one of the most important things that kids' movies do these days is they, they appeal to adults. When a, when a parent has to take their child to see a movie, they need to be entertained as well. And I think Pixar does that well. I think the Despicable Me films do that well. But this movie is specifically designed just for kids. It's not a great film for adults. Uh, it's very cheesy. There are times where it does work. and It'll make you laugh. You'll chuckle a little bit. And I, Steve Shenavy was just saying this in the air a little bit a while ago. This would have made a really good, like, 20 or 30-minute short movie. Uh, I don't know why they had to extend this thing out over an hour or, you know, beyond or below an hour and a half. But it's not horrible. I don't think it's worth the 0% you're seeing on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's a 2.5. I would rent the movie. Don't see it in theaters. But I know your kids are going to want to see it, so you're going to be forced to see it anyways. <laughs> All right, Kevin. We'll talk to you next week. That's Kevin McCarthy. You can watch him on Fox, Fox and Friends, and, of course, listen to him here. Thanks, Papa. Did you guys see the It trailer yet? No. no. I've, I've seen the com- oh, I think the regular like commercial. God. Yeah. It? All right, go to my Facebook, Kevin McCarthy Fox. It is, you were not going to sleep for a week. It is so horrifying. They, they, they're remaking it, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, but the, it, it is one of the scariest trailers I've ever seen in my life. There's like this clown in a sewer talking to a kid, and I'm just, I'm done with my life. I'm, all right all. I'm not going to your I, Facebook I page. I'm just YouTubing it, Ricky. <laughs> YouTube it if you want. G- give me the clicks, Rick. No, Rick. you get zippy. He wants clicks. No clicks, Rick. Give I'm me the Ricks. It. Can I have the Ricks? Let Later on, Kevin. Have a good weekend, Kevin. Papa! Such a donk. <laughs> There's no way I would ever watch the Emoji movies. Rent it. It's two and a half. Sure, well, there's a, a movie well, about emojis. Your son is now 13, so if you went back five years and your okay. son was eight, if you my, might take him to see the emoji movie, maybe. But at this point in my life, unless I'm getting tortured by somebody and they're going to play the emoji movie in front of me, I mean that's like, part of said. Torture, that's like saying there's no way I would watch the Wiggles, and I watch the Wiggles every single day when my kids were young. Of course you did. Sure. Or what was the movie with uh, uh, the Fishman Nemo? You, you, there's no way I'm going to watch Nemo. You watch you, Nemo a hundred times. You love it when they do Wake Up Jeff. You love that bit. Wake Up Jeff. Back in the day. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying at this point in my life, there's no there's no reason you for me to. You love the fruit salad song. You love the big Certainly. red car. Yeah. Fruit salad, yummy, yummy. So, yeah, so yes, now you would never watch it. But right. you have young kids, you watch it. Yeah. All right, when we come back, do you want to play the fight? 
course. Been waiting so for this all morning. <laughs> this whole Nationals lineup controversy, which some feel is a non-controversy because the offense hasn't been the problem. I think Jason's in that's, that. That's the way I feel. <laughs> right. That, uh, But it's really the Grant and Danny have really harped on the lineup construction since Trey Turner and Jason Worth have been hurt. It's been, a lot of times, uh, Goodwin followed by Defoe. Mm-hmm. And Defoe may be the worst guy in the lineup altogether. So it frustrates them that either Rendon hasn't been moved to the number two spot or that everybody hasn't been moved up in the order. If you even want to leave the leadoff spot the same. I know when we had those guys on the show weeks ago, some of them had Bryce Harper batting like leadoff. So it's really kind of the analytical thought. And By the way, you know what Grant, Defoe is hitting in the month of July? 390. Yeah. yeah he was the, the hot player of the week for Elephant Auto Insurance. And I, know, and I know Grant, to his credit, he didn't want to just talk about it on the air, so he went to Nats Park and interviewed Dusty Baker about lineup construction. Mm-hmm. We played some of that yesterday. Grant actually sat down with us. Well, on the Chad Duke show, Tom Lavero went at Grant. Grant went back. At Tom, so we'll play that coming up next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.